Yes, people, it's episode 172 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How you doing? Uh, it's Sunday. It's 10 to 6. It's a bit late. A bit late. But it's all right. It's all right. Um, just calling the podcast before dinner. What you got for dinner, Darren? Um, I'm ashamed and proud at the same time. Getting KFC. It's, it's back! It's back. <laughs> it's back. That's what we're having. We've done our walk. We did our 10,000 steps. Um, Naomi's been an absolute animal. This week, she's done, I think, 105,000 steps. So that obviously includes like all the exercise and stuff. But under 5,000 steps. And you're recommended is 10,000. So... Well, 10,000 a day, so 70,000 a week, and she's done 105. So, well done, her. Uh, that's that's my own personal coaching. I'm her PT. Um, what she doesn't realise is how competitive she is. She found out one of her friends was walking a lot, so then she's like, well, she ain't beating me. <laughs> But ah oh dear, but how you all been? Um, what's been going on? You got people gathering in the park, in Hyde Park, in a protest to tell the government you can't tell us what to do. Well, well, I, I, I don't know what you're trying to prove here. That you you don't care, you don't care if this disease is real or not. If they think it's fake, it's the whole five G vaccine. Bill Gates, shoving it up your ass. It's not real. Um, and uh, they thought it was the right course of action was to get out there and gather, just have a mass gathering. I can. Um, I can't can't say that's the best thing to do. I love that. It's like to prove I could survive. Like they reckon that if I jump off this cliff, I'll die. To prove it. Let's all jump off this cliff. Let's all jump off the cliff. So all it takes is one person at that bloody gathering to be some kind of super carrier. And BAM! I don't know any people there at this gathering. I haven't done any research on it. Because my news comes secondhand through people's social media statuses. And depending on who has posted it is whether I can bother to engage with the article. Because... I know what I will do is see the person's tweet or post on Facebook. I'll click on the article, read that, and then read their post again and go, that doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? And then I have to fight my urge to argue with that person because Darren Griffiths likes arguing with strangers on the internet. That's all I like doing. I mean, I've got my friends on the internet as well, but... And I'll have a have a little back and forth with them, but I, I like arguing with strangers as well. It's it's my favourite. I love it. <laughs> it's not total strangers. It's, it's there's a link. We have a, we'll have a mutual friend. It usually on like someone's Facebook post. Like this week, um, had an argument. I was having a, like a, a back and forth with um well with the poster themselves and one of their friends on the post about. It's this tweet 
some guy moaning about Fred Perry having too many uh, non-white models, basically. I think it was like two black guys, two Asian guys. Or maybe two black guys, one Asian, one racially ambiguous. But they weren't white. That was the key of the, of the man's gripe. They weren't white. Um, now, what I hadn't realised is this guy had just basically picked all the models that weren't white from the website, mashed them to get mashed a post together and said, oh, I guess Fred Perry doesn't need my custom anymore. Now, my response to seeing this tweet, because the person who posted it goes, did we expect anything different? Because this guy posted loads of racist comments back. And my response to it was, well, it is aesthetically odd. To have a brand like Fred Perry just have ethnic minorities as models. That's all I said. Oh, all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. Why is it odd? Okay, because it is odd. It's Fred Perry. It's not really Fred Perry. Black and brown boys. That's not Fred Perry's brand. They're like, oh... You brainwashed, I. I was like, no, not that. Just saying if this was an advert saying Jamaica or Nigeria for a brand that's really kind of closely associated with the majority of what the majority of people look like in that country. And the advert just had white and Asian people in it. I'd say it's aesthetically odd. So all I kept on saying, aesthetically odd. And people like, whoa, what? So you think it's all right, this racism? Didn't say that. So what you saying there? You say that black people shouldn't be in these adverts? Didn't say that either. All I've said is it is aesthetically odd. I want representation in these adverts as much as anyone else. But I also notice over-representation. And it just seems like a lot of black and brown people for Fred Perry. That's all. Not right or wrong. Kept on restating that. Just aesthetically odd. Oh, well, it seems like you're on the hate train. <laughs> Someone wrote to me. I was like, look, let, let's see if this helps you break, understand what I'm saying here. All right. I said, what if it was, if it was Nike or Adidas? Wouldn't find it weird. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so racist. Two black guys or one black guy said it was racist. Called me a racist for saying that I would find it less aesthetically odd if Nike and Adidas had models from an ethnic minority rather than Fred Perry. Well, I was like, okay. It's like, oh, it's okay for us to be in tracksuits and hoodies, but it's not okay for us to be in suits. I was like, they're not even in suits in the Fred Perry advert. Fred Perry's another sports brand. Like, So this is what I mean. Like... I was just arguing with just randoms on the internet. And I was explaining to my wife. She's like, it's so weird. Because if I had to profile you, you wouldn't be someone I'd, I'd have down to argue with strangers on the internet. I was like, I know. Okay, but my thing is, is I don't mind if I've made my point and someone disagrees with my point. If I say the sky is green and someone goes, you think the sky is green, you're an idiot. I could actually walk away from that. I'm like, all right, fair enough. I might, I might go back. Oh, well, what do you think this, the color of the sky is then? And they'll go, oh, it's blue. I'm like, all right, fair enough. I'll look into that. That's fine for me. But if I say the sky is green, and then they go, oh, 
So you think that the sky's red and the sea's green, yeah? I was like, didn't say that. I said the sky's green. Oh! So you think it's okay to hit women because the sky's green? What? Where's this come from? No, I didn't say that. That's when I'll end up arguing with someone. I don't mind someone disagreeing with a point I've made is when you start saying I've made a point that I haven't. Then I just... I can't. I can't just walk away. I can't be the bigger person and walk away. If I feel like you're putting words in my mouth, not listening to me, then I that that's how you can trick me into staying in an argument way longer than I need to. Just misinterpret what I say and I'll be there forever. I'll have all the energy for this pointless argument. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous behaviour, right? Um, but that's what I've been spending my week doing. Well, I spent one one morning doing that. But let's see. The, let's see the Hyde Park uh gathering yeah because that's seen a lot of people mind about jeremy corbyn's brother being there and stuff and it's annoying me they keep on calling him jeremy corbyn's brother because we've all got dickheads in our family right some more than others i'm lucky i don't have many i don't think i've i don't think i've have any that would embarrass me on a national scale well i might have disagreements with some and even if but it's like, say if I got famous, they'll probably drag off a tweet from a cousin of mine. Darren Griffiths' cousin said, and I'd be like, all right, cool. What do you, what do you always say about that? What did your cousin say? That, it's just weird. Jeremy Corbyn's brother, I get it. They're saying that makes him interesting, but let's see. Let's try and find. Uh, yeah, he was arrested. Yeah, I thought he was just there. Let's see. Let's see what articles said about that. Let's let's try to find a a, a, um, a website that's a bit neutral. Right, hands up. I don't read. Let's say the Independent. Right, it's called the Independent. Right, it's got to be neutral. Um, what's the Independent saying about this? Come on, come on in, dude. What are you saying? What are you saying? Let's get this article up. Oh, this is flaming internet. This is absolutely not prepared, people. I had all day to do this. But I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I only just realised I was going to talk about this once I got on the pod. But um, the website's not loading. Why? Because I'm on the fucking free network, the shittest network in the UK. Seriously, if 3 gets 5G, then no one has anything to worry about because you'll be hit by bloody 2G. That's all you'll be hit by. It will not get up to the right speeds, so don't you worry about it at all. Alright, all you 5G conspiracy theorists. As long as bloody 3 roll out 5G, you'll be fine. Um, right. See, London coronavirus, hundreds gather in Hyde Park in mass protests against lockdown. Now, I'm reading mylondon.news. Some of those in attendance can be seen holding placards and banners. Hundreds of people have gathered in Hyde Park in a mass protest against the coronavirus lockdown. Those in attendance are ignoring social distancing rules and can be seen standing close to one another near Speaker's Corner. Several people can be seen holding placards and banners, including slogans like freedom over fear, as police, including some on horseback, look on. One journalist estimated that several hundred people are in Hyde Park on Saturday afternoon. 
He said several hundred people in Hyde Park, central London, protesting against lockdown and breaking the social distancing rules. Love what I love about online um, articles. Nothing flipping added. So I've read um, how many paragraphs? That's six paragraphs, and they've said just the same thing, just in different orders. Police trying to move them. Some here opposing those opposing the lockdown. See that it's just okay. What can you add something to this story? Another person in attendance tweeted, happening now, mass gathering in Hyde Park. So uh, this article's clearly just from the actual day and they've got no context of what's going on. They're just trying to be the first on the scene. Can we report as soon as possible? And that is one of my fucking pet peeves of, um, of journalism now. It's people to be the first to the story, not actual adding anything to a story. Right, coronavirus, this is now the independence loaded. Okay, coronavirus protests. Jeremy Corbyn's brother among protesters arrested at Hyde Park Mass Gavarin. Right, let's see what they've got to say. Jeremy Corbyn's brother is among several people to be arrested at coronavirus protest. At a coronavirus protest in London, conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers gathered at Speaker's Corner on Saturday for one of dozens of mass gatherings organised across Britain to oppose lockdown restriction. Piers Corbyn. What, Piers Corbyn is an actual real person? I thought Piers Corbyn was a spoof account that was a mix between Piers Morgan and Jeremy Corbyn. I didn't realise Piers Corbyn was an actual... But that's brilliant. I, okay. Now I know. Piers Corbyn, the former Labour leader's brother, uh, used a megaphone to tell the crowd that the pandemic was a pack of lies to brainwash you and to keep you in order, shouting vaccination is not necessary. Um, the astrophysicist was taken away after refusing to leave when asked by a police officer or to give his details. He's believed to have been arrested under the health protection regulations which make gathering in a group of more than two people illegal. Protesters followed Mr. Corbyn as police took him to a nearby van shouting, Shame on you! at officers and booing. Like many of the protesters, Mr. Corbyn claimed coronavirus was linked to 5G technology, adding 5G enhances anyone um, who's got illness from COVID so they work together. The baseless conspiracy theory has caused a wave of vandalism against 5G masks and attacks on engineers. The Metropolitan Police said 19 people were arrested and 10 given fines for breaking the health protection regulations. Deputy Assistant Commissioner Lawrence Taylor said, It was disappointing that a relatively small group in Hyde Park uh, came together to protest the regulations in clear breach of the guidance, putting themselves and others at risk of infection. Officers once again took a measured approach and tried to engage the group to disperse. They clearly had no intention of doing so. There was heavy police presence in the demonst at the demonstration, which saw some people grouped together with signs and chants of no 5G and no forced vaccinations. Other supporters sat in groups on the surrounding grass after flyers were distributed online, calling for people to bring a picnic some music and have some fun and say yes to life. Around a hundred people were gathered at the peak of the demonstration, although it was unclear how many were curious passerbys. Passersby, sorry. A group calling itself the UK Freedom Movement had called for people to join similar mass gatherings 
in at least 60 other locations across the country starting at 12 p.m. on Saturday. Flyers spread through Facebook groups, which has since been deleted, urged people to be a part of the largest mass gathering since the lockdown. They said, we say no to the coronavirus bill, no to the mandatory vaccines, no to the new normal and no to the unlawful lockdown. It followed several similar protests that have seen smaller turnouts amid warnings over the spread of conspiracy theories during the pandemic. A mass gathering held on Saturday in Southampton saw a dozen protesters gathered on the city's common holding placards saying stop the lies and say no to tyranny and fight for freedom. Numerous protesters in Hyde Park were shouting chants against 5G, which is the most commonly seen coronavirus conspiracy theory in the UK, according to research by Ofcom. The vast majority of the crowd opposed vaccinations, with one sign calling them bioweapons. Others were calling for freedom against the so-called tyranny of the lockdown, and one woman held a sign regarding, I will not be masked tracked chipped or vaccinated this will not be my new normal i do not consent um listen i think a lot of people need to calm the f down all right i think a lot of people are bored a lot of people are very privileged and they're creating a drama in their life that doesn't exist the way people talk about protesting this lockdown is as if that they're actually being they open their front door and there's the army pointing a rifle in their face that's simply not happening, okay? This lockdown isn't severe. We've never even been in lockdown. It's been advisory. Even those who are shielding, yeah, there's no one actually holding them down to shield. It's advice. And I guess what most people have followed advice because they think, well, yeah, my health. Now, this whole vaccine thing, I don't want people so anti-vaccines, right? I can understand being anti a vaccine that you think may be rolled out too quickly. Granted, research is inadequate. You don't know the full effects of the vaccine. I don't really know how you do make a vaccine uh, that you understand for a virus you don't understand. I'm on the side of that. But the whole general kind of malaise against vaccines, acting like things like smallpox, rubella. Like if, imagine someone this day and age had a kid and they died it's like what of rickets like rickets 2020 your kid died of rickets yeah yeah mate died of scurvy you're like what are you talking about yeah didn't take those vaccines i've been sent i wrote a letter to the government by typewriter because i don't believe in technology now have they come back to me no Sent it by carrier pigeon. Does it mean it's just like, what is happening here? I feel like we're regressing as a society sometimes, and um, it's where we've just given too much. We're all we all got a voice, and yeah, I, I like democracy, but not all the time. Like I said, I'm a big fan of benevolent dictatorships, and I think sometimes someone with a bit more sense has to go. All right, you guys, shut up. What? Well, there's an actual health issue, you know. We're children in this situation and sometimes we can be misguided by our parents. But sometimes, sometimes as children, we do just have to listen to what our parents say. And the government are our parents. Even if the government is a bit inept and have they mishandled this? Oh, yeah, sure. They definitely have. Look at this TFL fiasco. You've seen this big old £1.6 billion bailout. Jeez. 
lot of people on my Facebook don't really understand cash flow and businesses going, why? What? How, how's TFL run out of money? Well, it hasn't run out of money yet. It's got two months left of money that it will run out of because usage and turnovers down by 90%. I mean, some of us have just lost 20% of our income and people threatening about get threatened about getting kicked out of their own house. So imagine losing 90% of your income. You can see where the problem is there. So, um, so has this all been mismanaged? Yeah, it has been mismanaged. But does that mean that the vaccine, that the coronavirus doesn't exist? No, it doesn't mean that. I just think we could just all just have a little bit of sense, take a bit of time. But I understand the pressure. We're all under a lot of pressure. We're all going a bit crazy in the brains. But anyway, anyway, let's um, let's get on some dear Deirdre. Because um, I, because my food's arrived. That's right, my food's arrived. I'm still talking to you guys. Why? Because I'm a lovely guy. I'm a lovely guy. What? Um, what's he what me to? Oh, when's that? Was that today? 7.30. Alright, cool. I'll join this that. No problem. Uh, can't say what I just read because I know on their podcast they tried to keep that secret and I almost baited it up by something that they fully made the effort to blank out. So... <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine they made all the effort to blank it out and then they listen to my podcast later in the week and then I just say, what? They blanked out. Right. Dear Deirdre, my lover and I have amazing sex, but he always blocks me for a week afterwards. Jesus. Let's see. Uh, let me just reply to my because she'll be stressed. I'm not replied. Right. Yeah, so my food arrived. This was um, my wife and I. I said that we shouldn't order yet. She said we should. Um, because we both factored in there being a delay. And then the food came before they even said it would come. Not even delay. It just came early. So, well, we'll see. Anyway, dear Deirdre, my lover and I have amazing sex. But he always blocks me for a week afterwards. Every time I have sex with him. Like with my ex, I can tell it's amazing for him as it is for me. But he always disappears and blocks me for a week or more afterwards. We we met online last year, clicked immediately. I'm 43 and he's 27. But he acts more like my age. And everyone says I look as though I'm in my 20s. Maybe you act his age. Who knows? But that said, age is nothing but a number. And prison's nothing but a room. Anyway, he was all I wanted and more. The sex was hot and passionate and I started falling for him. But then he started cancelling on me, saying he didn't want to develop strong feelings for me and didn't want a relationship. I thought I didn't either, but our time together was so brilliant, I was willing to give it a chance. Eventually, he gave in and we got into a full-on relationship. He made me laugh. We had the best time together before lockdown. I was walking on cloud nine all the time with a big smile on my face. Then one day, he didn't show up for a date. I got called hours later saying he was sorry, but it was over. Wow. Um, he said he just couldn't do a serious relationship. My heart was broken, but I am a strong woman. And I picked up the pieces and got on with life. 
few weeks later, he called saying he missed me and begged me to meet him. Everything was just like we were before. Fun and happy. And then again, boom, he stopped contacting me. This happened regularly. Every few weeks, he admitted he runs away as he can't cope with how I make him feel. He carried on contacting me after lockdown started and we've been chatting on FaceTime. The sexual chemistry is strong as ever and we've been having steamy FaceTime sex, which we found excitingly different, but he still disappears for a week or two at a time. I really have fallen in love with him. Each time he swears it is different this time and I believe him and he goes AWOL again. Why? It breaks my heart that he keeps running away. If he doesn't want me, then why can't he leave me alone for good? Because he likes the sex. That's why. He likes the sex, but he's grossed out that you're older than him. <laughs> now, I don't think he's grossed out, but it's just like, look, he probably does like you, but he doesn't want a relationship with you. You're 43, 27, there's 16 years between you. You're illegal to have sex before he was born. He died doesn't want to be with you long term he would love to be with you for the next six months hey maybe in the next few years basically he doesn't know when you're going to fall off that cliff edge that's what he's thinking in his head he's like you're sexy older lady right now you're 43 maybe when you're 46 you'd be sexy lady 49 hey you may even run all the way through to 60 and still be a sexy older lady you'll be 60 he'll be 50, no, he'll be 44, he'll be 60, hey, he might still be hot, but here's the chance, here's the thing he's not willing to take, that you're 43 right now, and you might have cliff edge at 44, and he locks down with you, and moves in with you, and then, you know, you start doing some old people shit, and he's just like, oh my god, oh my god, and he freaks out and he doesn't want to be there. He, like, he likes you and he doesn't want to break your heart when that happens, all right? That's all. That's all. So do what you need to do. You need to just go, you don't like the guy. If you like if you like him, but you just don't want a relationship yourself, then carry on. But if you want a relationship, just cut it. Cut it. Call it off. Call it off. Right. <sighs> some of these dumb ones i don't want to click on this one but oh well let's see desperate for sex my fellow shows no interest in me should i sleep with my sexy colleague not this corona time you definitely shouldn't dear deirdre my husband hasn't shown any interest in sex since our daughter was born so the man chatting me up at work is very tempting our daughter is two but whenever we have some time alone my husband will do anything but be intimate with me what are you doing though to be sexy i'm going to jump the gun and guess that you speak on a really ridiculous, cryptic level that a lot of people with problems do. Yeah, you're going to fall for the transparency fallacy that everyone can see what's on your mind. Yeah. And you're going to be like, you know, I wore my special sexy socks that are underneath my shoes and he didn't notice. Oh, I feel so rejected. I I matched my, my bra to my, to my knickers and... And yes, I had clothes on all day, but he didn't notice. And he went straight to bed after working a 14-hour shift. Oh, I feel so rejected. I, if it's something like this, I'm going to punch my phone. Prove me wrong and say that you've actually made it very clear that you want to have sex with him. Let's see. 
I did put on weight after birth of our baby, but I've worked to get this off. Fair play. There shouldn't have been any pressure on you to do that, but well done that you've done it. I haven't done anything about the guy at work showing an interest in me, but it's given me confidence. We talk just as friends, but I know this man wants more. It makes me think I don't love my husband in a way in that way anymore. We are both 34. My colleague is 37. So you haven't actually said anything to say what you do to tell your husband you're in the mood. Maybe your husband isn't an animal. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe it's that you've just had a kid. And he's probably read some books go, don't pressure your wife to get straight back into having sex. And he's like, oh, I won't. Let me just preoccupy, preoccupy my mind. You know, this lady's just given birth to my daughter. Let me preoccupy my mind. Think about some other things. And there's you laying there going, I wish he would just jump on me. And he's like, I want to jump on her, but probably shouldn't. She's probably tired. She's been looking after the kid all day. How about I don't do that? And instead of you instigating anything, you probably just go, oh, what did you do today? And in your mind, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you can't read the signs. The signs. Just talk, innit? Talk! Um... Right. One last one. Secret child. I'm in touch with a daughter my sons know nothing about. Should I tell them? I'm back in touch with a daughter my sons know nothing about and I'm not sure how they'll react. You have to tell them. Why? In case they bang. That is just the fundamental reason why you've got to tell your kids about your other kids. In case they bang. That's it. Simple as that. If you've got kids alone, the place it's your responsibility to stop them from bagging each other. Crude, I know, but this is as basic as it is. Let's see. I'm a man of 70. My sons are grown up. Uh, when I was 16, my then girlfriend, who was 15, got pregnant. A child was adopted. I often wondered what had happened to him or her. I had a little information. I had little information. But one day I had a friend request and a message on Facebook. My daughter had found me. She's 54. And she's had a tough time. Her adoptive parents weren't loving and she's just come out of an abusive marriage. Jesus Christ, you must feel like shit. Uh, the love I feel for her is overwhelming. We have FaceTime and we talk every day. My wife knows, but she's anxious about me sharing my feelings so deeply with someone you hardly know. Uh, I've always been a reserved man until now and I'm worried about telling my sons. They're flipping adults. Alright? Tell your bloody sons. This guy, look, I lived the life before you lot and I'm not happy, not proud. Uh, but I had a daughter. Or found... Tell me how you just said it there. You had a kid when you were 16. I don't know why you didn't raise the kids, but tell the truth about that. I was young, didn't want, didn't want to be involved. The mum didn't want me to be involved. Whatever, tell the truth. Be like, and she's, and she's got in contact. I feel like you lot should probably meet. And your sons, if they're mature adults, be like, well, this is flipping wild. But, all right. I guess so. Or they might, behave, they might behave like flipping teenagers and go running off. I can't believe you did this to me, Dad! And just, like, go running down the street. I don't know. Lock themselves in their room. It's like, Graham, get out of your room. Get out of the room, Graham. You're 47. 
No dad, leave me alone. Um, so you don't happen. That wasn't happen. Anyway, I think that's the end of the pod. Um, I want to go and eat. Yeah, 31 minutes. That's a decent pod, right? All right, cool. Peace.